And I think that so many people shut the door on social media by saying, you know, connecting with someone saying, this is what I do. Do you want to buy my stuff? They've just shut the door so quickly on an opportunity that could have brought 50 people through the door just by trying to get that one sale. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome back to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your co-host for today, Samantha Riley, joined by my partner, Tim Hyde. How are you, Tim, today? I promise not to bang the desk today, Samantha. Excellent. I've just told Tim off for making awful noises in his microphone, but I do it for the listening pleasure. The audio quality. Exactly. We're We're all about the quality, aren't we? Well, you know, that that's we, who wants to listen if it's not good quality? <laughs> oh, anyway, we missed last week. We we're about to hit record and I got a phone call from my lovely husband saying, um, I've done a big injury at the gym. Can you please come pick me up now? Well, I hope he's okay. He's still not walking, but he's okay. He will he will he will live to see another day. I'm sure Leon is milking every moment of it. Oh, he's actually not. He's very frustrated. <laughs> Big is, shout out, Leon. Lots of love. Look, I know what that's like. I, I have broken and twisted my ankles on more than a few occasions playing basketball. And uh, you know, it's not a very pleasant injury to do. And actually the, the real the loss of mobility is one of those things that we really take for granted, isn't it? And- Absolutely. Absolutely. Even just getting up from the couch to to go to the fridge. Yep, absolutely. But today we're going to talk about collaboration opportunities, why we would want to collaborate, what collaborating is all about and how we can use this in our business. This is something that Tim and I do a lot of. Is this something that intuitively or naturally came to you when you started your business, Tim, or is it something that you learned along the way? Look, I think so. I think collaboration opportunities is one of those ones that, I guess when we start out our business, you know, we've got lots of time and not necessarily lots of money to mm-hmm. you know, to launch into some of the more expensive, I guess, cost expensive marketing strategies. And I think a lot of our listeners would know that I do a lot of face-to-face networking and it was just a natural to me to be, you know, I'm a quite outgoing person and it was just natural to me to look for partnership opportunities, you know, as we mature as businesses and certainly now that we've got global opportunities. Um, that have really sort of come to the fore over the last 12 months is that these collaboration opportunities exist even more. And if you pursue them, they can be a very, very strong strategy to add into your marketing mix. Absolutely. It's the easiest way to expand your reach and to build your audience is to tap in or connect with other people that have already built their audiences. It's something that I've been doing also for a long time For me, I was doing it before I even realized that it had fancy words like collaboration or joint venture. I just sat down when we opened our first store and thought, how is the quickest way or what can I do to build our customers? And to me, it was going straight to the studio. We had a dancewear store and it was going straight to the dance studio owners to get them to refer their students. To me, it just was 
and something that I figured out very early on and have been doing it ever since. So it's, you know, you want to speak to one person and have them spread the message for you rather than try and spread the message thousands of times on your own. So you're really leveraging your time. Yeah, absolutely. I think how, however, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff that can go wrong that I think people need to be aware of before mm-hmm. they're going into them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first of those is, is, you know, the what's in it for me, right? Not coming from a place of service. If you go into the partnerships and saying, what can I get out of it rather than what can I give to it? Yeah. Where can I add value? Yeah, that's immediately the wrong sort of mindset to come from. I still remember, you know, back in my early days of, I guess, of business, um, I joined a, a BNI chapter. Mm-hmm. And came, I thought, what's the best way to meet a bunch of people who are in business? I know I'll go to a networking group and I joined one of the BNI chapters. Now, for those of us, those of you who are not familiar with BNI, BNI stands for Business Networking International. It's one of the OGs, I guess, <laughs> of face-to-face, face-to-face networking. And that one of their one of their mottos is give us gain. And mm-hmm. I never really, you know, when I first joined, I didn't really understand it. I was coming from a place of, well, you know, if I hone my pitch, I can walk around the room and see who's kind of Blazing over and who's not blazing ever, but it wasn't until I worked out that this what this this philosophy of givers gain actually meant in the context of of BNI and and referral partnerships and collaborations that I really kind of started to make real leaps, mm. and it wasn't necessarily uh, a direct causal effect, but there was just this point where I came to it if I genuinely and generously gave of opportunities to other people that they actually started to come back. Mm. I think on that and furthering on, I think a lot of people forget that we don't know where the collaboration opportunity is going to come from. So they think that they need to ask someone, I'm looking for this specific person, I would like a referral to this person, and not realising that when we're collaborating with someone, A, we're not looking for a referral of one client necessarily. We may be looking for someone to refer me to someone to refer me to someone that's going to introduce me to a network or someone else. And that's where the giving portion or the serving portion comes in because you don't know how many sort of people down the track the opportunity is going to come from. So it really does, you do need to be coming from a place of service and coming with such a pure intention of I'm not expecting you to be able to help me. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a really remarkable thing. It actually makes you feel really good when you can just genuinely help someone you know, with no expectation of return. Yavon's wrong partner in the first place. Mm. How do you know if you've got a wrong partner in the first place? This is this comes back to this. I think there has to be a values alignment. Mm-hmm you know, up front. Um, you have to actually like the person you're working with because yeah. if, you don't, if you don't like them, it's it's never going to work. If they're in the wrong space, it's never going to work. Mm-hmm. I have a rule that I use when I'm looking for um, with my referral partnerships and my strategic partnerships. Um, and you know, we can swap the first two around, but I call it an aquist. Right? Right. Like, um, ask, qualify, educate, stay top of mind. And thank people for the opportunities that they give you, right? But the first, the first two, asking and qualifying, really comes down to: Do I like this person? 
right? Do they have the same client or network that I'm trying to reach? Mm-hmm. Are they having the same or similar conversation that I'm having? Mm-hmm. And do they not do the same thing as me? Mm. Um, and I know that a lot of people are thinking there of who you can collaborate with and you go, I'm in business and therefore my accountant is a perfect collaboration partner. I often find they're not great collaboration partners because they're not, whilst they might have the same client, they're not having the same conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. We have to have all of those things coming together, aren't we? We've got to like them. They've got to have the same network that we want to reach. They've got to have, be having a similar conversation as us. Mm-hmm. And they can't be doing what we're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the other things that I have done wrong in the past is what I call doing a test run with someone. And that's like starting simply. So not having collaborated with someone before and going straight to the jointly created product rather than just saying, hey, can you share this social media post and seeing if they are able to, I guess, follow the, the not the instructions, but follow exactly what's meant to be going on as, as part of the strategy. Well, it's, it's following through on your commitments, isn't it? So if you mm. commit to someone that you're going to share their social media post, share it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? You're mm-hmm. going to send an email to your database, send an email to your database. Yeah. Um, obviously, again, it's got to be the right person. It's got to be kind of add to the dialogue that you're having with your clients, not <laughs> distracting or, or taking away from it. But yeah, when when you do that, you do have to do a test run. I mean, we we you know we you and I Sam we launched our KBLF program as a joint product mm-hmm. um, last and year. And exactly this time last year, we were one year part. anniversary. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Happy anniversary, Tim. Do <laughs> <laughs> you? I'll have to send you flowers now. My God. <laughs> but you know, we we uh, that wasn't the first thing we'd done together. Right? No. I think at that stage, we'd done a hundred episodes of the Fault Leaders Business Fair podcast. We'd shared content for each other before even we got to that, and before that, we had a couple of drinks together. Yeah, we, we'd known each other and had been working with each other and collaborating for a good couple of years before we got to that point. So we knew what to expect. Um, and knew how each other worked. And I think that's just as important, understanding how each other works, the way you think the, you know, you start to get a good idea of how someone else runs their business, the kinds of ways they do business. It, it's all really important to be able to come together and create something that's successful. Yeah, and that's where I think in terms of, you know, some of the types of partnerships, obviously one of the types of partnerships you can have with someone is actually to go into business together. I mean, mm-hmm. It's not just the first product. It's like this actually worked pretty well. We should maybe we should you know uh, explore a tighter partnership. But there's heaps of partnership types that you can get before then. Right? Obviously, mm-hmm. the sort of very basic one is just a once-off. You know, mm-hmm. would you mind sharing this thing? But I think if you again it comes back to that mistake that a lot of people make is if we don't follow through with that once-off, can you share this or promote this or you know, give this a bit of a bump or put a comment on something that it, you never really get to the other types of partnerships. Mm, no. So, well, let's talk about those types of partnerships and maybe the sort of the succession ladder because there are many ways to partner with someone. And you've just mentioned the first one, Tim, it's cross-promoting. So cross-promoting or promoting someone's lead magnet or their webinar or their event or even just hey check out this person this is not a one-way street this needs to be a each person cross-promoting the other person yeah absolutely i could even just a shout out and saying hey mm-hmm. look i was on this person's thing the other day they are 
it was really transformative. This is mm-hmm. what I took away. Mm-hmm. So you can get a lot of value from that as well. But it also, you know, it, it just sort of puts you in a position where, you know, you can see your audience can now see that you you do this, right? This is the kind of business person you are, that you do give people shout-outs and promotions and stuff when they've got really good stuff mm-hmm. that will help them. I think that this also comes into... If you're on someone else's podcast and you're a guest and you're tapping, obviously you're being put in front of their network, then it would be really nice to actually promote that episode because you're having access to each other's networks. I heard on a podcast the other day, someone saying she never, ever promotes the podcast that she's on. And she's saying, because it's my business and it's my time and I only want to market my thing. And straight away, there was an absolute values misalignment with hearing that statement. That's fine for her, but I'm glad that she said it because that's someone that I would not want to align with. I like to shout out and shine a spotlight on the people that are in my world doing amazing things. And, you know, that's that's part of who I am and my values, and I know you're the same, Tim. So being able to do those small cross promotions gives you a really big insight into, into the values of that person. Yeah, absolutely. Now, obviously, that can be just a once-off mm-hmm. or it would be a recurring arrangement that you mm-hmm. might go, you know. Once a month. That, that once a month or, you know, once every two months, once every three months, whatever it happens to be. Right? Now, if you've got some good JP partners that cross-promote you and particularly if they've got big lists, you can actually add significant numbers into your you know, opportunities into your pipeline as well. Absolutely. So that's your cross promotions. It might be um, a regular thing or it might be once off, like you said. Then you've got referral partners, people that refer to you and people that you refer to. That could be just on a straight referral or it might be on an affiliate basis where you actually get paid a, um, a percentage for referring those people. And that, again, could be a one off. But I think that referrals and affiliates or especially referrals, are better set up as a, a long-term um, strategy. What's yeah. your thoughts on that, Tim? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, where that can add value, I think, if you, again, it comes back to that finding the right person in the first place. If you can find someone who's having that conversation and with you and saying, hey, look, I don't do this next part of the puzzle, but go and see my trusted partner, you know, Sam. She does this bit. Uh, is super effective. Mm, totally. And then we've got the jointly created products or programs, which I see sort of sitting right at the top of the tier. This is definitely something I would not do if it was a first off, yeah. you know, first off time working with someone. Yeah, well, this is where you start to blur the lines of financial relationship as well, right? Mm-hmm. All the others are really you do this and I'll do this, and there's no kind of blurring of that financial line. Where you've got jointly created products, typically you'll have one checkout and there's this partnership and, like, you need you know, to trust when that the money person. Comes in, you need to trust that person that they're going to, yep. you know, deliver up on their, their part of the, the picture. Absolutely. All right. Let's look. Let's talk about where to find JV partnerships. So for whatever reason, you've decided that this is a strategy that you wish to pursue in your business, mm-hmm. where do you find your people, Sam? There's so many different places, but I think number one over and above anything um, is social media is where I 
not just connect with new people. So LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, connecting with new people and getting on a call with them, just learning more about them, but also referrals through those people. Because what happens is you start off when, when you begin just connecting with people, or as you build your network, those people that you originally met on social media may refer you to someone else. So it's it's sort of not a you know, a specific thing, it, it's the social media is the doorway that opens up to then bringing in referrals. It's coming back to making sure that you get the right people in the first place, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But it is, it is, and, and you, you know, if you listen, think back to the acronym I, I shared earlier, it's actually asking, right? it's, it's having an open conversation about what it is that you do and, hey, look, you would be, you be interested you know, obviously, if there's no client opportunity there um, and reaching out and saying, hey, would you be interested in seeing how we can create a win-win relationship over mm-hmm. the coming weeks? Absolutely. And I think that so many people shut the door on this on social media by saying, you know, connecting with someone saying, this is what I do. Do you want to buy my stuff? And they've, they've just shut the door so quickly on an opportunity that could have brought 50 people through the door just by trying to get that one sale. Look, I had exactly that last night. I'm going to pull up this conversation I had literally last night. All right? So someone I connected with on Facebook and I said, hey, thrilled to be part of your network. Hope you're having an amazing day. Chat soon. And I said, you know, because it wasn't particularly obvious what he does. I said, look, I'd love to know more about you and what you do mm-hmm. and his reply was tim please don't sell me <laughs> right away i said well you know hey look you know and he's gone thanks i'm not trying to sell you anything just trying to get to know you i said plenty of coaches are trying to sell me i said well for a start i'm not a coach <laughs> and secondly i don't know if you have a problem that i can or want to fix yeah <laughs> <laughs> right? but there is this there is this i think on social media there is this I guess, general level of suspicion. Mm. Mm-hmm. We all at some point received a connection message and then hear a list of my SEO services. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, you know, put people's walls up. But I think if you come from a genuine place and say, hey, look, I'm just looking to create win-win opportunities for people. If, if that's what you're open to, great. If it's not what you're open to, I can tell already that we don't have values on them. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. so social media is the online version of networking, but as you are a big purporter of, there's also your in-person networking events. I just getting, I just love getting out of the office for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the breakfast. <laughs> it's all about. It's all about the. It's all about the breakfast. Oh my god! Otherwise, I'd never leave the house. Would I? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think again, face-to-face networking is a really important one. It's just, it's the same thing, and the skills you learn in face-to-face networking translate really well to uh, online networking. It's Let's get to know each other as, you know, just, I just want to get to know you, right? Let's have a conversation. How's the weather today? What's going on in your world? What are you working on? And eventually, once you get to know, like, and trust someone and you see them turn up on a regular basis, you go, you know, hey, are you open to exploring ways we can help each other? Mm. Yes, no. mm-hmm. And we take the step from there. So the, the rule is the same, whether it's face-to-face or online, you've got to show up on a regular basis. And if you mm-hmm. don't do that, there's no, you, you'll find that there's no opportunity there at all. 
So that's showing up on a regular basis to find collaboration opportunities. But let's talk about managing the relationship because regularly showing up to meet people is one thing, but we also need to regularly show up to manage the relationship. I think that's something that that people do is meet someone, have a great conversation. You know, we've all been on Zoom and had this conversation that's just awesome. And then you get off the call and it's you never speak to that person again. We need to... And there's lots of that. Again, it's just not the depth of relationship. All of those things we talked about earlier, Sam, come from depth of relationship. Mm-hmm. It's that first little taster. It's the little test. It's the let's try something else or let's do that again or let's do that regularly. Right? And, the, and the more regularly we do it, the more likely those relationships are to bear fruit. Yeah. So do you have a strategy you know, a written strategy that you connect with or manage your relationship by connecting with people, you know, once a quarter? Or is it, um, you know, you connect with people whenever their name comes up? What? Because I know this is something that you do really well. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you'd be unsurprised to learn that I've automated. Uh-huh. Uh, so I think this is where I think your CRM, we should think about our CRM systems not just being our customer relationship management system, it really should be our contact management mm-hmm. system. And, mm-hmm. and for me at least, and as, as I know it is for you, my referral partnerships are such a critical part of my business that those are relationships that I want to manage. Mm-hmm. Right? So I've actually got, a, you know, got an automation built that prompts me to reach out to people on a regular basis, you know, either via email, jumping onto a social media, sending a text message, you know, just calling someone up and saying, hey, let's have coffee. It's been mm. it's been seven weeks since we, we caught up. Love to see what's going on in your world. Now, people are busy, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're busy as well. And, and if you don't take ownership of those relationships and drive the relationship the way you want the outcome, you won't get the outcome that you want from it either. Mm. Everyone's busy and they just forget. It's not that they're ignoring you or, or doing anything nasty it's just that life goes on and lots of things are happening so we need to be always it's it's like a a, you know it's a a relationship that's just like a friendship you need to be checking in how are you going what's going on (laughs) remember me (laughs) (laughs) who are you (laughs) we don't want that i've got my mother was pulling out some photos the other day i've got my 30 year reunion coming up this year School reunion, and uh, my mother was pulling out some photos for something, <laughs> and she's gone. Who are these people in these photos? I'm going. I don't know. Because because the same thing. I haven't. I mean, no, obviously that's a fairly long time, but I haven't continued to build a relationship. But if we consider the number of people we connect to on a daily basis now, uh, you your your memory of who those people are and what they do and where those you know conversations are is is fallible. Mm. And that's why we need to use systems, you know, to manage those relationships for us. Right? So, you know, on the dashboard in my CRM, it's got a list of all my referral partners that I work with and the area of specialization. Mm. So that when I'm talking with someone else and they go, I've got this problem, Tim, you know, and I go, well, I don't fix that. And this is what normally happens with referral partnerships and, 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 and JVs. And you go, well, okay. Who do I know? Right. Who does that? Who's the best person that okay. I know? And if that person's not top of mind in that moment, there's no opportunity for mm. me to kind of, you know, help my client, but also help my partner at, at the same time 
And so by having that list on my dashboard, it'll say Sam Riley, da da da, you know, and and everybody else's list that are now around the area of specialization. Absolutely. So it makes it easier easier for me to go, okay, who can who can help solve this problem for my client or the person I'm mm. to in the best way. Right? Totally. And, and that's one of the ways that I, you know, manage and and uh, manage those relationships. Cool. What so about when we um Mine isn't as um, strategic as yours. This is something, this is my big scope of opportunity <laughs> is that I have been meaning to automate this for quite a while and I haven't. I do reach out to people. I love when you say it's strategic. And you, <laughs> you know, what you're really saying was over-engineered. <laughs> <laughs> Look. I, I I am a big connector, as you know. I love to collaborate with people. I love to connect with people. So I will often reach out and say, hey, you were just on my mind, haven't spoken to you for a while, you know, what's going on or let's let's jump on a call. So I do follow up, but I I need to create some something more, I can't think of the word, you know, like, like you've done. There needs to be some sort of automation set up. But I am a big, um, you know, when I'm on, out walking or you know when I'm waiting at, for my food at a, at a at the cafe and I'm on my own I'll pick up my phone and just send a quick voice message on messenger hey you know you just popped into my mind I haven't seen you for a while so or I'll you know just jump into LinkedIn and and do a quick reach out to someone so definitely you know that I understand you need to nurture relationships otherwise they'll just they'll just fall off the radar yeah I think one of the cool ones right if you grab your phone and open up Facebook you know, Facebook Messenger, you've got all the people at the top who are kind of online now. Just pick someone, just, just scroll through them, literally yeah. scroll through them and go, who haven't I chatted to for a while? There's one. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Hey, mate, just checking in, hope you will. Yep. You know, have a fantastic day. Yep. That's all it needs to be to, you know, to stay top of mind with those people. And on that, I just want to add one little thing. Don't do that only when you want something. Don't do that. We're like, oh, I'm launching next week. Who can I reach out to? This is something that needs to be ongoing all day, every day, every week, consistently creating relationships and nurture them so that they are nurtured for when, you know, when we do want to to tap into those opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. And cool. vice versa. All right. So let's look very quickly look at some of the opportunities that you can do to finish out today's podcast. So just remembering, though, that collaborations are about building your network or accessing other people's audiences and yep. building your audience. Absolutely. Okay. So very quickly, sharing social media posts, super simple one. Right? Mm -hmm. So it might just be a comment or a share or a like. I think shares are far better than comments and, and likes. But you know, if you can get the opportunity to comment on someone's stuff, comment rather than just liking things. So mm -hmm, definitely. Adds a, lot, adds a lot more value. Absolutely. Uh, guest podcasts and swapping podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, really great really, way. If it's a really good podcast, share it. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, another really great way to collaborate with people is to do trainings or speaking to other people's audiences. This is really good because it helps you share your area of expertise even better. I'm very big into these. Um, and then finally, affiliate promotions. When someone's doing a launch, helping them out, it could be on a referral basis or it could be on an affiliate basis where you get a paid a commission for introducing people to someone else's program. Yep. And, you know, down the track. 
create a product here. Absolutely. All right. Let's, let's, let's throw a challenge out to everyone. Absolutely. We've talked about the opportunities that are available, but just knowing these opportunities isn't actually going to get you anywhere. So we're going to throw out the challenge that in the next seven days, you book three connection calls with people. Just jumping on a call and and saying, hey, look, I really want to get to know you. Um, I want to explore any win-win opportunities between us. It doesn't mean that you have to force anything. Just start to get in the the habit or learning how to to explore these win-win opportunities. You'll get a feel for what's going to work and what's not going to work. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm happy for one of those people to be me. <laughs> and I'm happy for one of those people to be me as well. <laughs> there you go. So you got two already. You just need to book one more. <laughs> right. So get into the practice. Reach out and say, "Hey, I'd love to have a chat." about win-win opportunities and go from there. And uh, and again, make sure it's the right person, someone who's got your network, very similar message to what you're doing and seems like a good person. Go Absolutely. There must be a values alignment. I think that's right up the top, number one. There has to be a values alignment. Otherwise, this does not work. If you've liked today's episode, please give us a like over there in the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook. Jump into Apple Podcasts. Um, a five-star review would be much appreciated and share this episode with your network to start to help them to understand how they can build partnerships that will ultimately help you in building your audience. Absolutely. Sam, it's been great to chat again. I've really enjoyed today's episode. Absolutely. It's, it's our thing, to, isn't it? <laughs> uh, looking forward to uh, seeing everybody next week. Awesome. Have a great week, everyone. Ciao, ciao. Today's episode may be over, but let's continue the conversation. Head on over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook and connect with other entrepreneurs who are building and scaling their business too. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.